pray for us. Lord Jesus, we, uh, in these times of uh, difficulty, in these times of worry, we can only look to you. Lord, I pray for those who uh, are watching online that are uh, maybe watching this later on in the day, maybe going through some anxiety. Uh, I pray for the peace of Christ to rest on each one of those homes, that um, you would be at the forefront of our minds. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that we have uh, you to look to, that we have you as a rock, as a fortress. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I have to say, this is the weirdest thing I've ever had to do. For those of you on Facebook Live, there's two, four, six, eight people in the congregation right now, um, which is actually two more than we usually have. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and, uh, but when, if you told me when I quit my job 14 years ago and went into ministry, there'd be a, a, um, a time when there'd be some epidemic and uh, you'd have to just do church online, I, I, I wouldn't have believed you, but... We're going to continue in our series called, uh, Let Me Ask You a Question, Conversations with Jesus, and it's out of the same book, and uh, for those of you, um, uh, we, we, our small groups are canceled, but we were in the middle of a small group campaign going through each one of these chapters and uh, then talking about it, and I'll be darned if the week we don't uh, have church, it is the question, why do you worry? And that's what I want to talk about this morning, because if you turn on the news, um, there's, a, there's really reason to worry, right? Or is there? Is there? Um, we go through uh, all these different uh, things that we talk about when we talk about epidemics and food and clothing and all these things, and when you get to this, this pandemic, um, certainly we can worry about that, right? I mean, that's... that's that's serious stuff. And what I want to do is I want to go through a section in Matthew uh, chapter 6 where Jesus addresses this idea of worry. He addresses this idea of uh, anxiety. And most of the people in this church know that, uh, that there have been times in my life where I've really struggled with anxiety. And, uh, and there's nothing I could do about it. It's just chemicals, I guess, that are going on, and I, I, I just kept having to bring things to Jesus, bring things to Jesus. And over time, I've gotten better and better and better, not because uh, I'm getting better, but because God, the faithfulness of Christ has been so steadfast for me um, that it becomes easier and easier to trust. And so here's, here's where we are. We're in a, thing, a place called the Sermon on the Mount. It's a very famous uh, sermon that Jesus spoke. Um, uh, he probably spoke preached this sermon many times uh, all over uh, Galilee, um, but we, in this particular case, Matthew wrote it down. And so uh, we're going to start in verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And then Jesus could use any example he wants because he's Jesus, and he decides to choose, you cannot serve both God and 
money. Why does he pick money? Well, I believe he picks money because that's the thing that you think if you have enough of, then everything's going to be okay. And so, so you, we, we go through these different things in my life. If I, if I had enough money, if only I had just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, Jesus says, you can't, you can't have two masters. Now, I believe you could insert anything in here. God and sex, God and money, God and uh, relationships, whatever. The point that Jesus is trying to make is that you can't have two masters. And if you do have two masters, you will begin to be anxious because the second master is never good enough, ever. He says, you, can't, uh, you cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. So we're kind of getting the idea here that we can see that Jesus is saying, when you have another master, that master is going to produce anxiety in you. If it's money, you're going to be anxious about money. If it's uh, sex, you're going to be anxious about sex. If, no matter what it is, if it's relationships, if, if, if your God is, I, I need to be married, and, you know, then you're going to be anxious about finding that spouse. You're going to be anxious about not wanting to be alone for the rest of your life. The answer to anxiety is to have one master, your heavenly father. Now, what, what Jesus does is um, he doesn't necessarily talk about pandemics. He starts talking about the things that are, are basic, basic needs. And here's what he says. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, or what you will wear. Don't worry about those things. And then he asks this incredible question. This is a question I have for you this morning. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? In other words, what, what is your life about? What does your life mean to you? What are the things that are important? And aren't, aren't we asking ourselves this question uh, a lot more now because we have the risk, there's more risk out there of being injured, of getting a virus or what have you, but what is, what is your life about? What is your life worth? What is really important? I was at uh, Vaughn's the other day and um, I uh, had to get some, I was barbecuing some ribs and I knew I was barbecuing ribs for two weeks and never checked to see if I had barbecue sauce, but that didn't matter. Typically, I just go to the store and just buy barbecue sauce. But at this particular day, which was two days ago, uh, there was just this, it was crazy in there. And, uh, but I had to go through, I had to get barbecue sauce because I was barbecuing ribs and I was, we we're taking it over to a friend's house. And so I'm in line and there's a fight. There was a fight. <laughs> there was a fight. Now, like a fist fight, like a true fight. First of all, if there's a pandemic, don't hit people in their face because you can get a disease that way, okay? You can actually die. So, uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, I don't know, what, how, you, I don't know how you're going to fight nowadays, but, well, you'll figure it out, I'm sure. So, so guess what the fight was over, right? So it wasn't over cutting in line or somebody got too many vats of, of water. Uh, it was about 
ragu spaghetti sauce. Somebody tried to grab too many ragu spaghetti sauce. What? What in the world? Like, is that what your life is about? Like, making sure you have enough spaghetti sauce? The other thing that I thought was cr- a crack up was uh, of, of what the store was out of. Like, they were out of cereal, but they had rice and beans. Like, why would you hoard cereal? You, you need milk. <laughs> you need milk for that. So, I don't know. The person I looked, I, their cart was just, just had nothing but cereal. And no milk. I don't even know. But th- this is the question. What, what are we fighting over? What are we worried about? What are we nervous about? Isn't our life more important than those things? Now, Jesus does an amazing job because he really, these are pretty important things. You know, food and clothing, they're, they're, they're important. And he gives this example. Look at the birds of the air. I have a um, habit or a routine in the morning of, oftentimes when it's still dark, I'll go out in my front yard and build a fire in the fire pit, not just building a fire. And, um, and the birds begin to, to come out. And Jesus uses this example. And uh, when I'm struggling with something I'm nervous about or a, a project I'm working on, this verse comes to me all the time because I see these birds and they just don't care. This one uh, hummingbird I don't know if it's the same one, but it'll, it'll swoop down and then stop and then swoop down and stop. And it, it's just, it looks like he's just having a blast, or she. I, I wasn't close enough to tell. But um, they, they, they don't sow or reap, but they store away in barns. One of the cool things, I don't know if you've, you know, you know in the Super Bowl, they sing the national anthem, and right at the very end, in the home of the brave, the, the, the blue angels come across. I think Jesus did that with the birds. I think he got to this part of his sermon and he made a whole bunch of birds fly over his head. I, I think that would be cool. So, man, it is difficult to preach to only five people. I will tell you that right now because that was supposed to be funny. Okay, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. This is such a great point. Are you not more invaluable than they? The answer Jesus is trying to get you to is yes, your heavenly Father loves you. Focusing on that master and that master only begins to take away the anxiety. Let's just take the, the virus uh, uh, that we have now. Oh man, what if, I, what if I get the virus? Well, if I'm focused on my heavenly Father and just my heavenly Father, let's follow that through. Let's answer that question. What happens? Oh, man, I, I get sick. Okay, oh, but, but then what happens? What if there's no hospital bed? Okay, well, then I have to go through it at home or whatever. What happens if it gets really worse? What if it becomes terminal? Oh, okay, well, that's a really good one. What happens if it becomes terminal and I end up with my heavenly father? Right? What, what could possibly make me nervous about that? Would people be sad? Of course they would. They'd be probably mourning for years and years and years. But, but, but it, when I focus on my heavenly Father, it changes how I view things. What if I lose my job? My heavenly Father will take care of me. I, it's not that job that takes care of me. It's my heavenly Father. Um, the author of this book that we went through, um, 
I was able to interview him, and uh, he gave me a, a bunch of really great insights into wh why he was writing what he was writing. But I did, I did want to uh, read this one little part of what he says. We must focus on righteousness and on justice, which means seeking not success, but obedience. And that will change our lives. God has turned my life upside down through this one simple swap. This is so powerful if we get it. Instead of aiming for success, I aim for obedience. While success is never entirely in my hands, obedience always is. You will never be, never have been, never were in control of anything. You might have had some semblance of control or what have you, but there is one thing you can control, is that is your ability to obey your heavenly Father. And when that's your model of success, it can be achieved, but it can only be achieved with one master, him. And then Jesus asks this rhetorical question. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? In fact, science shows us that by worrying, we actually subtract hours from our life. Do stress and do, uh, through uh, just increased um, tension. Who can, of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Part of the thing with this pandemic is, um, you know, the changes we make are not just for self-preservation. The changes we make, the fact that we, we canceled church for the next three weeks is out of obedience to God. We have a responsibility to care for the least of these, the most vulnerable. And so we change our lives to, in order to make sure people are okay. But by worrying, we, it doesn't change anything. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Why do you worry? One of the things that uh, was mentioned in the book that I think is true as well, especially in America, we have, uh, there's, a, there's a book that the author uh, got me on that I started reading called The Paradox of Choice. And in the paradox of choice, the, the author makes this uh, incredible uh, observation that the amount of choices we have are, is actually like, killing us. Like, it used to be you'd go to the store and you'd buy a pair of jeans. That's what you would do. And sometimes they'd fit better than others. And now there's like literally 60 different kinds of jeans that you could buy. And, the, and what happens to us is we begin to think, I hope I got the right ones out of the 67. What if, there was, what if the 67th was the best pair? And it's exhausting. But that's just genes. Imagine what it's like when you're trying to navigate your life. We have this idea, and he mentions it in the book, that, that you can be all that you can be. Well, then that means it's all on me. And what happens if I don't do a good enough job and I waste my own life? And Jesus comes along and he says, there's no way you can waste your whole life. You're too valuable for that. It doesn't matter who, who you become and how you become it. You are valuable to me no matter what. He says, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry. 
So do not worry, it's a command. Jesus is giving us a command that for some way, we have the ability not to worry. And let me, I just want to talk to Christians for a little bit uh, because when it comes to these types of things, um, and you kind of think about, well, what would a Christian do? I can just assure you that what a Christian, what a follower of Jesus, a strong, mature follower of Jesus would not be doing is worrying. They would be in action. They would be the ones at the store um, when it's the last thing of toilet paper, they let the person behind them have it. They're at the store going, hey, if you need to get something else, I'll watch your cart. Because we're already taken care of by our Heavenly Father. And so Jesus says, don't, don't worry about that. Don't fight over ragu. <laughs> First of all, ragu is nasty. Uh, <laughs> fight over something, something else, like your, like your grandma's homemade tomato sauce. Here. So do not worry, say, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? And then he uses this odd term. He says, for the pagans run after all these things. Now, Jesus isn't saying that, you know, pagan sounds like a um, kind of a nasty word or a bad word that, you know, you have the religious people and, and then you have the, the pagans. But, but they would call themselves pagans. It's just they're following after a different God than what Jesus is trying to get us to do. That would just be a, a pagan. Don't, don't do that. See, here's what he's saying. Don't worry because that's what people with another God do. That's, that's what they do. If I find myself worrying, it is an indication that I am not putting my faith completely in my Heavenly Father's hands. All of a sudden, there's another God creeping in. I, you know, for some of us who... Um, have money in the stock market in our 401ks and stuff like that. I won't even I won't even open the page to look at it because I know what's going to happen. That God is going to sneak in. I'm going to see the number. I'm going to remember what the number was before and I'm going to see what that number is now and I'm going to start worshiping another God by my worry. I'm going to I start saying, "You're so important to me that I'm devastated right now." that something would happen to you. <laughs> Precious money, I praise thee money, <laughs> right? We never talk like that, but that's what happens. When we worry, it is an indication that we are following after another God. Ultimately, that God is us. Ultimately, because we're so concerned about us and not concerned about God. So how do, we, how do we get past this? How do we get past this? Because no one wants to be worrisome. No one wants to struggle with anxiety. No one wants any of these things. How, how do you do it? Jesus gives us the key. It's in Matthew 6.33. Very famous uh, uh, verse. It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will just work themselves out essentially. In other words, how do I deal with my anxiety? You seek first his kingdom. How do I deal with this, the worry of this pandemic? You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. You figure out, okay, here's the situation. What would a follower of Jesus do? A mature follower of Jesus. And then we become too busy doing that to worry. 
We become too busy being, uh, to having action. I have a friend, a uh, dear friend, and um, he, uh, he gets a little frustrated with me because I don't watch the news, right? So, uh, and I don't, not only do I not watch the news, I don't, uh, he's probably watching right now, um, but, uh, so he knows who he is, but not only do I not watch the news, I don't care about the news. And um, he teaches a political science class at Gonzaga, and so he's super smart, and he has to stay up with all this stuff. But I haven't watched, like with the pandemic, I haven't watched the news yet. Like, not yet. I just get all my news from people who watch the news. And it's much more entertaining that way because you'll have five people tell you the news and it's five completely different things. But but, but one of the things that I, I, one of the reasons is, is because number one, I know I'll begin to worship this God of worry. Uh, I I just know myself. And number two, I want to be about action. I want to be about his business. And so I'd, I'd rather not get upset about something I can't control. And I'm not saying that anyone watching the news or getting involved in that stuff, that that's wrong at all. I'm just telling you that if I were to do it, I'd begin to worship another God because I can't handle it. I can't handle it. And so I choose as best I can to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That keeps me busy all day long of trying to figure out, okay, what's, how's my neighbor doing? We have a neighbor who's a widower and how, you know, is, 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 are his kids taking care of him? Is he, do we check up on him? One of the things we're going to be doing here at Living Spring is um, we're going to try and get a call team together. And that call team will call the most vulnerable in our church a couple times a week to make sure that they're okay. That is seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. I can worry about the pandemic or I can call somebody and make sure they're doing all right. See what I mean? And again, those are not, you know, one or the other. You can do both. Okay, I was just sharing that I haven't seen the news and that I'm probably an idiot. Okay, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you away, uh, as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. The stock market will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Man, isn't that true? <laughs> Gee. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, here's what I really appreciate about Jesus, other than he's Jesus. Uh, he doesn't say, oh, there, you shouldn't have any problems. No, he says, each day has enough trouble of its own. You're going to go through conflict. You're going to go through things. Jesus isn't saying that followers of Jesus who have enough faith you know, that your life will be health and wealth and prosperity. He doesn't say that at all. Jesus never said that. As a matter of fact, nobody in the Bible ever said that. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Well, then what do I do? You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'll, I'll end with, uh, with just uh, one last verse that comes out of the New Testament, um, a book called Philippians that Paul wrote as a thank you letter. They had given him um, a gift for his ministry, and he was writing them a thank you letter. And if you want to start reading a Bible and a a book of the Bible, Philippians is a good way to start because it's it's really um, upbeat. (laughs) Okay, it's really he's he's saying thank you. And here's what he says. And this is another 
spin on seeking first the kingdom of God. And uh, Paul just makes this observation. Rejoice in the Lord, what? Always. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Because we need this reminder. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. And then he says this. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Followers of Jesus, during this time when we're out at stores and we're out driving around and things are getting crazy, this should be the mark of a follower of Jesus. I'll just add one other thing that I, that I added on the video that I posted online. What you post online matters and how you say it matters. And so, as followers of Jesus, um, we do very well to monitor our, our social media postings. Because, just to be honest, and I have to talk about this because I'm your shepherd, um, you look scared. Like, you look really scared when I go on social media and I see some of the stuff that's being posted either on the right or the left. And we shouldn't be. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to worry about. And so be mindful of that. That As we go out, we want our gentleness to be evident to all. Our gentleness. Not our knowledge. Not our outrage. Not our rightness. We want our rightness to be evident to all. No. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Now, how do you rejoice in the Lord always? Again, rejoice. You seek first His kingdom. Because I can look around any place and find the kingdom of God. And something to rejoice about. Then he says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In other words, if you are worried about something, every anxious thought, we say here at Living Spring, every anxious thought is a call to prayer. And so when I begin to feel anxious, that is a call to prayer. A call, it's like a bell ringing. Hey, it's time to pray. You know, if you're in another country, sometimes I'll have alarms that sound as a call to prayer. Worry is my call to prayer. Be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And watch what the Apostle Paul promises. And the peace of God, which doesn't make any sense, transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus as we have one master, our Heavenly Father. So uh, I want to do a couple things. Um, typically in our, in our service, we would now switch to a slower time of worship and we'd fill out our connection cards and do all that. Um, but I just want to lead us in a prayer uh, to end the service. And then uh, I want to do something else that I I think would be pretty cool if the online community buys into it. Maybe not. Uh, We'll find out. But uh, let me me pray for us and then um, then I'll close with a blessing. Lord God, this stuff is hard. Uh, It's hard to just not worry. Um, But Lord, with your training, with your insight, being able to seek first your kingdom. Lord, the other things just become dimmer and dimmer and dimmer in the light of your glory, in the light of your grace, in the light of who you are. 
Lord, we, we, we ask for that peace that transcends all understanding. Lord, I ask that on behalf of everyone who's worried about the, the events of the day. Lord, everyone who's worried about the future, everyone who's worried about their retirement savings, who's worried about their health, or who's worried about loved ones, God, I pray for the peace of Christ that which transcends all comprehension to guard their hearts and their minds in you. That your kingdom would rule and reign in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what I wanted to try. Uh, at the end of our service here at Living Spring, we always stand for the blessing. So while you might be at home, I would ask you to do the same thing with us here. We got us. You'd stand up. Um, because I think the blessings of God work. Now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in his strength, in his joy, in his peace, and in his love. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. We will see you guys next week.